four score and seven years ago, our You're founding father. I don't know. Turn your shit yeah. up. Yeah, okay. Turn your shit up. It's got to be one or one or three, because you, you were two and I'm four. Right. Check. It's hard to tell with Jack since he's on Jesus all the Jesus Christ, I know. <laughs> at at Jack's. the actual conventions, though, that voice saves your freaking bacon, because he yeah. just cuts through everybody else. It's amazing. <laughs> Attention, I am here. All y'all bitches. I'm the fucking giant. I say all the words. All of them. Listen to me. <laughs> and the words that I was going to say are be my <laughs> This is the Desperate Mothers Podcast. Oh my. Check out what these desperate mother are up to this week. All right. So, welcome to the Desperate Mothers Podcast. I'm CJ Watson. I'm Matt Everhart. Craig Chenoweth. And I'm Jack Fisher. All right, so Craig's new to us today. Uh-huh. We've always threatened to have him on. Of course, always, always. So we're bringing Craig on because he's the only one, well, he actually does something interesting. <laughs> he does? What's that? Yeah, I actually, uh, I'm a announcer for Women's Flat Track Roller Derby. Oh, that's it. That is interesting. Yeah, it is. It is. I've been going into the uh, sixth season of this. I announced for uh, three teams here in the in the local area. We're talking about Fontana, Ventura, and out in, in Taft, just uh, west of Bakersfield. In what other state would such a radius be considered a local area? <laughs> <laughs> actually, <Maybe> Texas. <laughs> actually, yes. I actually have a uh, roller derby announcer. His name is Sergio. He's actually known as uh, Piggy Fatness. His local area is eight hours drive. Wow. Eight like, hours. The, like this weekend, he's he goes from San Antonio eight hours north to announce for a uh, a league. That is crazy. Yeah, he so. gets mileage. Man. It's like driving across <laughs> Europe or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so local for me is like a two hour two hour right. drive. So, but that, it's good. He's like fifty cents a mile. I'm in. Let's do this. <laughs> Well, that's funny thing is, is we like the sport so much. It's all it's all volunteer. Ooh, so. Sucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's flat track? Is that uh, well? Did you say flat or flat? Flat. Flat. flat okay. as like, like the earth. Like, like the like, earth. No, yeah, like pancake. Like, yes. right? Right? We know the earth's flat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 That's, a, that's a. Was it? Was that basketball player that says it was a Kylie Irving or something? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't earther. remember his name, but. Uh, I'm, I'm still waiting to fall off the earth. That's what I'm still waiting to do. I'm waiting to get to the edge and then fall off. Well, if you really believe the earth is flat, yeah. then you really have to be looking at China because they're going to make that their side of the disc all like off balance, oh, yeah, right? Too many people. Yeah, everyone's just going to slide over there until just the planet tips We're just gonna over. Just get tossed off one day. So when the planet flips over, does everybody fall off, or is that how the ice age happens? Both. Right. Right. Yeah. That's the side that doesn't get any sun. <laughs> so- I was going to say, yeah, exactly. You know, when it goes from day to night, that would be abrupt as fuck, right? Right, right. You have no warning. It's like, hey, it's daytime. Oh, fuck, it's night. Damn it. <laughs> I didn't get my shit done. Who moved over on that side? Everybody spread out. It's like when you're spreading out in the pool. <laughs> we can keep it balanced, man. It's like that car on, on the side of the cliff. Don't move. Don't move. <laughs> we got it. We got it. We're just... 
We're there. Don't yeah. Don't move a muscle <laughs> ever. But we we digress. So uh, flat track. Flat does track. That, does let, that let mean me, you can do it anywhere? Well, yeah. That's the interesting thing. So give me I'll give you a short history. Uh, roller derby, as kind of we know it, actually was started by uh, Leo Seltzer back in the 1930s during the Depression. The he, water guy. Well, actually, no. With him, it was. Um, Makes sense. Well, yeah, Seltzer. <laughs> but with him, it's, it was in Chicago, and you know, you always saw the the uh, walkathons and the danceathons and stuff mm-hmm. like that. He's the guy that actually did that. So he just one day had a epiphany and said, "Hey, let's everybody uses roller skates. Why not put them on roller skates?" And then it turned into the transcontinental. Um, roller game so basically you would have teams of male and female you know a couple and they would skate the i think it was like five thousand or six thousand miles so it's like transcontinental going from la mm-hmm. to to uh, new york all in one time that later became into what we knew as roller derby growing up back in the 50s 60s um, that was before my time. I just wanted yeah, to yeah, 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 yeah. Not my time. I'm Ro- old. <laughs> up. Uh-huh. Okay. But um, then it, it kind of died out in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. And then actually it was got a rejuvenation in Texas in 2001. And what you basically saw on TV was a bank track. Well, mm-hmm. it was interesting with the people in Texas in 2001. They said, hey, let's do it flat track because we can... It, you don't have to. You're not stuck with one location. All right. It makes it a lot easier, and it's a grassroots effort. Everybody talks about that roundup, but these people, these ladies, actually started it, and they skated for themselves. They um, organized the leagues, so you know, groups of teams and stuff. And it was more underground. Then later on came, you know, came more and more. So right now, like I said, 2001 started with a couple teams in Texas. Now it's international. And you have World Cups, you have international championships, just had the international championships um, in November time frame, and this year was the first year that um, you had a, um, a new champion that was outside of the United States. And yeah. when did you become involved in this? I became involved six years ago, and I blame my daughter. Okay. <laughs> My daughter and her friend got interested in roller derby, um, and they founded a a team out here in the Antelope Valley in Palmdale. It's um, the uh, Wasteland uh, it was Wasteland Derby Games, which is now Wasteland Roller Derby. And um, so, when you say interested, you don't mean just going to uh, shows and watching them. They, they they formed a team. They actually they actually formed a team. Basically, they they watched some wanted to get some, uh, an outside event to go on you know as far as they needed an out they needed something to release their energy to to help them to cope with life because you know how life gets it gets crazy so they actually looked it up found a local team in riverside and you know trained with them and played a couple games but then actually formed a team up up here in the antelope valley so that's how they got into it um my daughter came to me one day and said, you know, hey, I, we're needing a coach because the lady we have that's coaching us, we need her to skate. So I'm like, oh, I can do it because I've done, you know, youth sports and stuff like that, coaching for it, played in sports. And it ended up being I became a coach for one 
game to a coach of one season. And I became an uh, official, non-skating official, because in the sport of roller derby, um, there's like 22 officials just to, to do one game. One game. Skating and non-skating. So yeah, it's crazy. And then from there, I became an announcer, and I've been an announcer for about five seasons now. I'm going on my fifth season as an announcer. So, but... You know, let me tell you how basically roller derby works. Um, you actually have, it's two teams. You can roster up to uh, 16 people on the team. And basically you play on an oval. You have five players on each team on the track at one time. You have four blockers and for each team. That makes up the pack. And then you have two jammers. Typically the jammers will have the star on their head. They're the only ones that can actually score a point. Okay, so basically the whistle blows, they all line up, the whistle blows, pack goes out, jammer's trying to work through the pack itself. First jammer out is the lead jammer. Okay, that's important because they're the ones that can call off the jam. Jam lasts two minutes. They skate around trying to get through the pack. After their first initial, they, initial pass, they start scoring points, and they score a point for every opponent that they pass. But what's unique about this is the blockers in the pack play both offense and defense at the same time because they're looking around making sure that they've got the opponent's jammer in sight trying to block them from getting through and also assisting their jammer from getting through so it's it's a full contact sport you know a lot of people think of the old style of roller derby that they see on tv with the you know butting the heads and the throwing the elbows Mm -hmm. and the fist punch but it's not not to say that it's not a full contact sport because without the use of your elbows and your hands and your feet and your knees, what are you using? Your hips and your body and your shoulders. So it is a full contact sport and it, I enjoy it. It's, it's pretty action packed and it's one of the few sports that, that you really see that is dominated by women. There are men roller derby teams out there. There is a men roller derby association out there, MURDA, um, which I announced for also. But the sport itself is primarily uh, a women's ran, organized, and played sport. Now, is this a, uh, does it have a season? Is it a year-round sporting event? Uh... What's unique about it is there are two sanctioning bodies there's USARS, which is United States uh, United States Association of Roller Sports, which does other things besides roller derby, like speed skating and stuff like that. But the the major one I deal with is uh, WFTDA, Women's Flat Track uh, Derby Association, and their scoring seasons. They have sanctioned games and stuff, and their season is from November to June as far as scoring points and stuff, and then they have playoffs uh, after that. But typically, um, for most of the local leagues and stuff, February is when they really start kind of gearing up February, March time frame, and they go throughout, um, throughout like November. But it really depends on your area. Like Alaska, they have a different season because it's just doggone cold up there. <laughs> so they play more on a certain time frame. Um, and, but typically, it's, it's November like I said, they'll take, they'll take like November, December, January off, but every other time they'll do that. A lot of people out here in California that 
uh, play outside, they'll have July and August because that's the hottest part of the, the summer. But, you know, you could say year-round, but typically, let's just say from February to November. And there's over 100, easily 100 teams just in Southern California alone. That's not counting any anywhere else. There's there's more and more. So if you're ever looking for something to do as far as roller derby, just check the local Facebook pages in your local community. It's amazing of how many you can have. So people can just start up their own team because they feel like it. Well, you'll notice that some some people will. Can you I, know, I feel like can I join the women's team? You know, <laughs> team? And that'd be great. Have a good time. Well, that's hey uh, now. <laughs> Oops, I missed my shoulder check again. Well, well, see, there's a lot of people that uh, the the local teams, you know, depending on the area and the size. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good example is uh, Inland Empire. So Riverside, San Bernardino, Norco area down there. They have quite a, quite a few teams in there. Um, and then you could go to like a, a small area like Taft, California. Uh, Taft has the Westside Wreckers, and they are a what we call a rec league, recreational league. They don't mm-hmm. play for uh, they play for the fun of it. They don't play for you know being competitive and right. getting the rankings and stuff. They're more of a hey, let's get together, throw some bodies around, and have a, have a good time. Drink some beer. Yeah, drink some beer. You know. All right, but, so my, my, I guess my question mm-hmm. is this. You know, you talked about how this sport kind of went through a lull in the, like, 80s and 90s. Right. But I distinctly remember a TV show in mm-hmm. the late 80s or early 90s called Roller Games. Roller Games, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that had a bank track. Bank track and the jump. Yes. And, and a oh, jump yeah. in the middle, yeah. Jump, and it had a bunch of, like, huge girls that blocked and a bunch of little skinny hot girls that tried to get around well, See, that's what's so funny about roller derby compared to other sports, and I'm glad you brought that up, uh-huh. is that if you think of a basketball player or a volleyball uh-huh. player, you're thinking of a specific Position. body type. Okay. Mm-hmm. Body type uh-huh. or body form, okay? Uh-huh. But with roller derby, what's unique is you have people from all walks of life, You've got people that are doctors, nurses, lawyers, school teachers, IT people. There is a group of uh, people in the San Fernando Valley. It's a San Fernando Valley roller derby. You've got engineers. You've got rocket scientists. Mm-hmm. You've got models. It's amazing. But it's all shapes and sizes. Because you can think of, oh, well, a blocker's got to be big and big and burly. No, there are some skinny ladies out there that will knock you on your butt. (laughs) And then you've got, you think jammers that are are quick and agile. Yeah, that's great. But we, you've got some bigger ladies that are powerhouses when it comes to jamming. Because you're thinking about the jammer trying to get through that pack. Mm -hmm. Think of a bull in a china shop. because You've got that big person coming around and and hitting it. So, yeah, that's what's unique about it, different shapes and sizes and stuff and uh, athletic abilities. Mm -hmm. A lot of people say, I I can't do that. But after they get in there and do it, it builds their confidence. It builds their their athleticism. So it's, it's a great sport. So was roller games indicative of how the sport is actually played? Or no, really. no, 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 no. Totally <laughs> actually, totally what, what's unique about with roller games, it was trying to bring some more high action to it. Mm-hmm. And because you, know, you had, you know, you had the World Wrestling Federation, which is now World Wrestling Entertainment, mm-hmm. that type of more showmanship type thing, right, right. you know, more staged. But the roller derby of today is a full contact sport. I mean, it is. You've got great athleticism. You've got from people from starting out to the top players, the top teams, you know, the top 10 ranked teams are amazing. So there's no 
WWE like characters and well, you villains. Know, well, here's what's unique about it. Okay. Here's what's unique about it. With with roller derby, you have you know we all have our our government issued names, shall we say? Mm-hmm. Um, but in roller derby, you have your let's just say your your tag name, your your screen name, your handle, your handle. Yeah. You know, and that's what's unique about it because you can get your own personality, your own persona type stuff. But as far as a villain and type stuff like that, no, you're out there just to have a you know a, a good time. You know, yeah, because those 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 uh, TV shows of the '60s and '70s, I remember that had to be fake. Well, no, here's what what's unique about it. Okay, now, I've talked to, I grew up watching, you know, the the because um, yeah, we had a local team. Yeah, that, well, you had the LA Thunderbirds. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. LA Thunderbirds, they were great. Now, the one that I always remember it was the Jammer, Skinny Minnie Miller. Okay, but what's unique is after that. You you kind of wonder what happened to those people, mm-hmm. and it's unique on how many people that I work with now that used to be roller derby people. Oh, yeah. I have a guy that used to be a trainer for for the LA Thunderbirds. I had there was a security guard that I knew that played for the uh, the Brawlers and the Outlaws and stuff like that. I actually there's one gentleman. Um, his name is Nightmare. It's um, I believe his name is J D uh, Knight K N I G H T. Um, and he played, he was a local person on the East Coast in roller sports. He actually became a film, a, a cameraman for Rollerball, the, the movie. Mm-hmm. And then he actually played in, in that type of roller derby. So it's, it's unique. But if you, if you get a chance, you've got to see the, the roller derby of today. It, it will amaze you. You think, oh, that's really exciting back then, but you've got to see it now. Yeah, the WFTDA has archives. They they record it? Yeah, they record it. They, they'll record sanctioned games and stuff like that. So you can go on uh, WFTDA.tv mm-hmm. um, and you can see that. They will. They actually stream uh, most uh, some of their games. But the other thing, too, is you can uh, get packages, you know, viewing packages for their tournaments and also their, their playoffs, their playoffs and uh, international championships. So that's what's really neat too. Just you can go on YouTube and take a look at some of the local local teams, and you can see that going on. So yeah, that's what's oh, really yeah, neat. They have a YouTube channel. Oh yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot of times um, uh, with Facebook and social media, a lot of your teams will have their their Facebook page and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and they're very responsive for it. Now the the local team here in Lancaster, mm-hmm. uh, they're the Wasteland Roller Derby. Yeah, Wasteland Roller Derby. They actually play out of the Hammock Center. A Hammond Center out of Palmdale. And if you go on Facebook and you type in the search Wasteland Roller Derby, uh, they'll be the first search that'll pop up. Yeah. Um, well, that's what's what's good about it, too, is with, the, like I said, the season starting up. Um, a good example is um, coming up on um, February 24th, Saturday, February 24th. Um, uh, West Coast Derby Knockouts. They're out of uh, Man, Ventura. we're totally counting on me getting this up before this. <laughs> <laughs> they're totally counting on me getting this edited and up before oh, that day. Oh, yeah, of that's course. That's not going to happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're going to be like, fuck, I missed that one. <laughs> I missed that one. <laughs> this asshole didn't post it until after the event. What the hell? And that was the best game of the season. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, no, but they actually on. have their uh, doubleheader uh, season opener on February 24th over at Skateplex. 
they've got doors open at 6 and their first game is at 6.30. Then the other uh, team I, I announced with, this is my inaugural season with them, is the Foothill Foxy Flyers out of Fontana. They have their season opener on Saturday, uh, March 10th. They actually play at... Uh, 15556 Summit Avenue there in Fontana, right there at the uh, Aquatic Center, which is pretty cool. They have got a nice little outdoor area. Their doors open at 530. The game starts at 6. And then the first, uh, I call the first major uh, tournament of the season is for us, for me, is uh, Dust Bowl Invitational. It's in uh, Bakersfield at Sanders Park. They've got nine teams coming from all throughout the West Coast. They've got a team coming out of British Columbia, two out of Oregon, and the rest uh, out of the up and down the West Coast. And it's a sanctioned tournament on March 16th through the 18th. They're going to be really disappointed when they get there, though. They're like, shit, we came all the way from Canada to freaking Bakersfield. Well, you know what? <laughs> no, no. Here, here, here's what's unique about it, too. Is, uh, hey, that, that's, where, uh, that's where social distortion's from, right? <laughs> you have that, but we, you, we've had teams from um, Hawaii. Uh, there was Last year, there was a team out of uh, um, South Carolina. Uh, so that was really, really nice. They came to Bakersfield? Came to Bakersfield. Because here's the interesting thing. When you're talking about roller derby and you're talking about uh, sanctioned games mm-hmm. and you're, you're working for points and stuff like mm-hmm. that, um, one of the things to actually for you to be ranked is you have to play five games. Okay? So you have to be fi- uh, play five games before you're ranked, and it starts from December until, like, June. So you have to play those five games. What's unique about going to a tournament is you can play – teams out of your area but you can get sanctioned teams and sanctioned games right there in a weekend so you could actually easily get three or four games out of your five that you need right there and that's what's unique because different areas could play different styles one of the unique and it's interesting things that i noticed from um with uh, charlotte north carolina um they were watching we were playing the game and we play here on the west coast what we call fast derby which is the speed of the pack is a little bit faster mm. and they're like do you guys normally do this and it's like well this is like kind of like our normal speed and she's like wow that's interesting so i did notice on the website that there's an event that is uh, uh could be more of cj style it's uh, the wasteland roller derby recruitment night being held at lucky luke's brewery <laughs> That's uh, that's on Friday, February twenty third. So you could go. Still, and, so, we still so, won't have the podcast up in time. So, <laughs> so you go have beer and but what? We, we could try and give you some. Girls, in, we could try to give you some incentive though. If you get the podcast up beforehand, I will buy your beer at Lucky Luke that night. Oh, you might, you might need that more is than Jack, one. Jack doing community service. You might need more than local. one beer to, to, to promote motivation. You <laughs> well, should negotiate here. There I will buy a... all of his beers. Oh, oh! So now you have some motivation. Yeah, mm. not, not just one. When I say beer, I'm not speaking singular. singular. Yes, that's beer as in plural. Well, that's because he knows I'm not like the old days anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I won't be it's knocking like, back like, 20 like, or 30 beers. I only really have like two or three yeah, now. Yeah. Damn it. After no, three, I'll just be all asleep on the table. Well, that's what's unique about, too, with the roller derby team. A lot of them give back to the community. Um, some will actually support just one. They'll support one um, nonprofit or one charity organization for their entire season, or they have proceeds from one game go to this, or they're at a uh, specific you know charity event to help to help raise uh, raise awareness for whatever the the you know causes of that charity. So that's always really good. 
So nobody really makes a living at this. They all just uh... no, no. It, it, it's it's because of the passion. It's all volunteer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all volunteer. You'll you you go out just because you love the sport, and that's what's unique about this sport is that it is unique. It is coming more mainstream, and more people are are making that uh, awareness of that roller derby is a, a unique sport. You know that is a full contact. It is something that's that's action packed that you can actually see, and then you can you know you've got so many teams out that you can easily become a fan of a league or just a single team. So you said there was like twenty two officials. Well, yeah, that's what you need because you have. Uh, here's the interesting is it one, thing: is it one per player? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounds well, dangerously close to that. Well, right? you, you think about like, it. You think like about a, it because you've got you've got uh, fourteen players, you know, playing six, you know, and, and two alternates on each team. But what happens is you have both skating officials and then you have non-skating officials. So your skating officials will be like a head ref. Then you'll have uh, an official for each of the um, jammers. And then you'll have like an inside pack ref or outside pack refs. Then you have all your your non-skating officials. These are the people that are like your jam timers. These are the people that take, keep, uh, take care of your the official time. Uh, you'll have penalty box managers because, you know, for some reason, they like to have penalties. You know, <laughs> they do bad things. <laughs> and so you've got like three people that manage the penalty box. You've got scorekeepers. You've got... Uh, you know, trackers and stuff like that. Penalty trackers. You have lineup trackers. So it's because it's, it's, it's so fast paced. It's so might... fast paced. You know, and then you want to you, you want to keep good records and stuff like that, and make sure it's, everything's fair. So that's why it's it's a large involvement. For so it's not just rough. It's record keepers. And... Right. Yeah. Yeah. But we call it you know because they're you have you know, your referees, your skating referees, mm-hmm. and then you have what you call NSOs, your non skating officials. So that's why the entire skating group could be up to like twenty-two people. Okay, that's a lot of people. Yeah. Is, is it ever more people than actually come see? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> that, what's unique about people who actually watch derby? Right. Depending on the the areas, you've got you know small small areas that you know maybe get 25 50 people per game and that's good for that mm-hmm. small area but then you've got people you know areas in large major metropolitan areas that will sell out stadiums yeah. you have 2000 3000 <clears throat> 5000 people that'll come out and to watch roller derby because I, I thought it was when you said there's like I thought we were going to go with the one per like skater rule and that way like <laughs> You know, you have a reason to go. Like it's the you know boyfriends and husbands of the girls. You're like, you got to be here because you, we need people to, to do work. Well, so. you know that's that's so funny because that's how how some people actually get involved because their girlfriend is is uh, the girlfriend, spouse, significant uh-huh. other is playing roller derby and they're just sitting there watching. Yeah, it. it's yeah. like, oh well, I can announce. You can be an official. I can right? this. Yeah. <laughs> now be skate. fair. Don't don't <laughs> yeah. for your own girl. Well, that's what's unique too because you know instead of just local groups getting together you have you know that you always need more announcers you need more um referees you need more nso's you need more photographers i think what's really unique with uh the local la area you know southern california is we've got some phenomenal photographers Mm -hmm. uh you know you've got a gentleman uh 
Chuck Gay Photography. He does some phenomenal stuff. Um, another gentleman that does uh, Michael Wise. He does uh, Fast Girls on Eight Wheels. And, oh, yeah, Tough Girls, sorry, Tough Girls on Eight Wheels. Uh, phenomenal photography. Um, you know, you've got uh, Con Job Photography, uh, uh, Tristan King Photography. You know, so if you ever look at that stuff, it, they are they do amazing things. You know, oh, out in LA, I mean, we got a, a ginormous talent pool. Yeah, but that, that's but just to say that just is if you're ever interested in getting, um, you know, getting involved and stuff, there's so many, there's such a great need for for local talent. You know? Oh, especially in the smaller communities, yeah. I guess. So very, yeah, small communities. You you have people that that do that. Um, one of the teams that, like I said, I've talked about it before because they are my home team is the West Side Wreckers. Uh, small community, but man, they pulled together and they've got some amazing people. It feels more of a of a family than of a, you know as a as a sports team. But it's they they organize, they do their stuff, they have fundraisers, they do their their stuff. They've got actually a tournament coming up in November. No, I'm sorry, October, uh, October 20th, that, that weekend there. Uh, they've got a tournament out in Taft, and they've got eight. They play with eight teams in that tournament, too. So, But there's always something going on. And admission is dependent typically, on the venue? You know, de- de- depending on the venue or depending on the team, typically you can get in there. Sometimes it's like 10 bucks, mm-hmm. 5 bucks. Sometimes kids are free uh, if they have like a, a weekend tournament type thing when you have multiple, you know, multiple teams going on. It could be like 20 bucks, but it's, it's very reasonable, you know, talk about family entertainment and stuff like that or just reasonable entertainment. That's great. You know, 10 bucks to see a, you know, to see a roller derby game. And a lot of times they do double headers. Yeah. Um, and what's unique, too, is like with uh, Foothill Foxy Flyers out of Fontana, they've got a junior team, uh, Foxtails. And they have double headers, so the adults play one game, and then the kids play the other game. And you can see almost like the the, the future of roller derby mm-hmm. coming up. And some of those little girls, man, they will knock you out. Is it like Pee Wee League? Get, like, yeah, like, almost like Pop Warner. Seriously, mm-hmm. you've got – they range from, I believe, 8, and they age out at, at 18. And then they have to go to the adults. Well, that but, doesn't seem fair, though. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, but now, here's a little bit of a range. Well, there. you think of it. There is one one skater out there, Pixie Punisher. She is. I think her gear weighs more than she does. You know, her safety gear. But you don't give her. Don't don't take her for granted because she'll come right around you and through you or underneath you and score points. So that's what's unique about that. Oh, I'm just. I, I'm actually looking at a little bit of the one of the Pittsburgh games. And see oh yeah, play. And it's like some, they're they're just they some of them are just like flat out just pushing against the others to make sure they don't. Well, see, that's that's what you what you have is because in roller derby you cannot you can only you can only touch certain portions of the body, and then you okay, can. I'm only, getting interested now. <laughs> Now, these could are, you just, could you explain these, that in more detail, please? These are girls touching girls. <laughs> yes. Okay. Very hard. Well, like, for instance, you can't use your hands, you can't use your elbows, right? right. Okay. So it's going to leave your shoulders and your hips and your buttocks. Okay. okay. But the thing is, is you can use that, right? 
But what you can can hit, you can't hit the person in the head. You can't hit the person in the back. You can't hit them below the knee, you know. So, you know, in the thigh area. So there's specific targets that you have. So with that, what you see, you see a lot of pushing, mm-hmm. you know, what you're probably watching right now. They're setting up walls and they're setting up defenses yeah, yeah. and stuff there, like that. There seems to be a lot of, like, just arms out to block, though. Maybe you can't hit somebody, but there seems to be a lot of, like, blocking. Well, yeah, and... there is the blocking and stuff, but that's where it comes out with the elbow. It's you're right, right. you got to, you know. You, it seems like very specific and you're always trying to make yourself bigger you know right, right, so right, you're right. spreading yourself out you're spreading the wall out yeah and stuff like that and you'll see a lot of things where people will use like what they call a tripod or, or a pyramid that you'll have one person in the front and two in the back and they're forming a wall trying to, right. to, to mediate around and, and whips look legal oh whips are always legal yeah. Well, what's the biggest whip you've ever seen? Is it we got like a five well, five girl here, whip or something? Here is, is the unique thing. I actually um, typically you'll see the whip uh, with with the hand. I've seen the whip with leg also. Okay, where they reach back with the leg and 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 help whip the person around to gain mm. speed. Nice. The other thing, um, there was w- one move they called uh, a Pegasus, which was the jammer is on the line. The blocker is right in front of the jammer on it. When they blow the whistle, the blocker will actually pick up the jammer and throw her to the front of the pack. Hmm. It's amazing. You know, it's amazing. But, you know, whips and stuff like that, blocks. That's why sometimes if you go to like a local game and stuff, you'll see a lot of ladies, uh, they'll wear a belt. So where their teammate can oh. grab onto something to, to, to assist them. You'll have other blockers that will take teammates and throw them into like an, an opposing jammer or an opposing blocker to make that hole. So, uh, it, or they just don't like that person. <laughs> well, that, that too. That could be good game, good game. Don't like you. Good game. Good game. There you go. I know she's six times your size. You're still going into her. Good luck. We need to score a point. <laughs> and that's, Ooh, and here's some excedrin later. You see, that's what you need, too, is with, with it. Um, you take a look at uh, points and stuff like that. With uh, being WFTDA and sanctioned, you get rankings and points. But it's also, it's always important the more points you score. You could be in the lead, but you still want to get more points because that'll later on help you in your rankings and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But we've had games that came down to like the last jam, the last two minutes, and the the jammer gets the gets the jam, you know, gets the lead jammer. They get the points. You're thinking everything goes wrong, and then comes the penalty, and then the other jammer comes back. What what are the penalties? What are you not allowed to do? Okay, besides? so let's let's talk about some of the penalties. Um, <laughs> Most of the, one of the most blatant penalties you'll you'll see is what we call back blocking. So remember when I was talking about areas you can't touch. Yes. So think of. I, the, I was disappointed in yeah. some of that. Uh-huh. So think about the area between your shoulder blades okay. and going down to your waist. That's a no no. So you can't you can hit the side. Yeah, you can hit the side okay. and stuff like that. But the so basically, if you're wearing a tank top mm-hmm. where your shoulder blades are, so that back and the back portion, that's that's a no no. Mm-hmm. Uh, grabbing. Okay. Pushing, punching. That's a no-no. Okay. Elbows. No kung fu grip here. No kung fu grip. <laughs> no, no from the top turnbuckle. Um, tripping. What you going to do, brother? <laughs> uh, the other thing, we, we uh, kneeing, stuff like that. Okay. So, and then the other, you know, other penalties you get is what you call multiplayer block. Sometimes the videos you'll watch, you'll see them. It looks like they're grabbing onto their teammates, mm-hmm. but actually they're not. They're actually holding them. You know, they're, they're leaning up against them. Mm-hmm. 
And so if you start to grab to to make that wall, that's multiplayer blocked. So that's a bad thing. Um, you'll get misconducts. Um, you'll get destruction of the pack. So the pack has to stay within a certain, like within 20 feet, okay, of each other, you know, that type of thing. But if you, the pack is destroyed, they'll call what they call no pack, and you have to regroup. Well, if you don't immediately regroup, mm-hmm. that's a penalty. That's a death, um, destruction of pack. And also, you always have to keep the, a forward momentum. So you can't stop and go back to attack the other player. <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate. That's a no-no. <laughs> so, it, so if you like, so I'm, I'm thinking like a hockey check. Like you hit somebody with your shoulder. Yeah. So you can hit them dead center in their chest mm-hmm. if they're not paying attention. Well, that's the situation is where you're you're going to. As long as you don't make that backwards momentum, you can you know. And if they're coming towards you yeah, sideways, you, uh-huh. yeah, you, you can, can basically go, stop though. You could. Well, you don't want to stop. You Offic- always, fully stop. You, you, yeah, but... you always want to make a forward momentum. Mm. You know. So the the stop and, and hit no yeah. that's not a thing but the forward momentum and like the like you said the uh, hockey checks and stuff like that yeah. the hip checks um, I've seen some horrendous hip checks where they actually pick up the person up with their hip and yeah, yeah, yeah. launch them out of the rink so that's <laughs> that's unique too so uh, is the game a, a certain amount of time is it sixty minutes yeah uh, actually the game. They run two, okay, a jam lasts two minutes, and that can be called off at any time with the lead jammer. Um, at the end of the, the jam, 30 seconds, you reset to do another jam. You try to do as many jams as you can within the first half, which is a 30-minute half. Then you, you take a little break, then you, you have another 30-minute half. So basically, it's a 60-minute game with two 30-minute halves. Okay. Yeah. And what, what is a... A low-scoring game in the in the leagues that you're officiating. What's a high-scoring game? All right, that that kind of ranges. Um, a close game. I always say a close game is a game that's within 20 points, and here's the reason why: is um, you've got the jammers that are your point scorers, but if a jammer creates a penalty, that creates a power jam. So that other team is the only jammer out there scoring points. You could easily get 15, 20 points in a power jam. So that's where a close-scoring close, close game as far as, you know, uh, for that. So a point is scored by going around the track? Right. No, a point is actually passing scored by passing an Pass. opponent, by passing your opponent. So when that whistle blows, that jammer comes out of the pack, the first time they come through the pack, that's what's called their initial pass. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have a feeling this sport would be really popular in L.A. Because <laughs> have you seen our freeways? <laughs> I mean, everybody's trying to pass everybody. Trying to get points. Yeah, yeah. Trying to get points. All right, I got another one. Let me ding that on the, the dash. I got another point. But are, are we talking uh, at at the end of the game, is it 80 to 40? Is it uh, 200? You know, is no, actually, it actually... Um, typically, one million it'll, points. It, no, it'll it'll <laughs> it'll change. Typically, you're looking in in the hundreds. You know, nineties to hundreds. Okay. But you have, I have seen games that have gone to um, the double century mark. You, you've seen two hundred points um, because they play fast. They play, you know, furious. They oh. scoring a lot of points. But I've oh, also seen blown. Us now. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen blown uh, blowouts where you could have. 100 to like 30 points or you could have 100 to you know 50 points but you typically 
in the 100, 150 range. Okay. Yeah, now, the, a, penal, um, a penalty. Let's go back to penalties again. Mm-hmm. Is it like a, a hockey where there's a box and you get a and you get a and you get a power play? Because I, I remember you mentioning power jam. Yeah, and I, I, I just think that's where you play some really loud music while they're on the power jam. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think that should be like a rule. You know when the jam's on, it's a power jam. Yeah, here's the funny thing about it: is you have the penalty box. Okay. And with the penalty box, you've got room for a jammer and two blockers from each team. There are some times that you have so many people getting the penalties yeah. that the penalty box is full. Yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah. It's like, ooh, let's so, sit on each other's lap. Oh, that's well, a little uncomfortable. Know, they actually have a, a way of doing it because you've got – if your penalty box is full, yeah. you've got a new, new person coming in. They're, they're basically waved away. Mm. Until there's a sp- there's a spot that comes available, and they have to remember that okay, yeah, I got the penalty, so I've got to come back once the spot opens and, and uh-huh. serve my penalty. Yeah, you know, so that you you have that. But with that with the power jams, it's just you you it's giving the other team a opportunity to score more points because they're the only team that has a jammer out there that can score the points. So, but yeah, I, I'm I'm the same way with you. I've got one uh, one friend. Um, that uh, announces and anytime there's a power jam, he has this big old cowbell that yeah. starts ringing. There you go. I, I think you should. You should. What is a power jam? Like two minutes or something? Well, actually, the the jam is is two minutes. But yeah. when a penalty is given, and I'm glad you brought that up, mm-hmm. you the the time that you serve is only thirty seconds. Okay. Oh. Now here's the unique thing about this. So if your blocker um, gets a penalty, they serve the full thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. If a jammer gets a penalty. They go in there for 30 seconds or until the other jammer gets a penalty. Right. Now, now you were saying earlier that a jam is X amount of time. Okay. Two minutes. Yes. Yep. Now, are both teams trying to score during that two minutes or is it, they, they alternate? No, when? no. You've got both teams on the track at the same time. Trying and to score at the, at the same time. Okay. Yeah. All and right. that's where that pack comes yeah. into it. So you get one point per person, you know, that of the opponent opposing team that you get points for and that's so you don't score a point if somebody is in the, uh, in the penalty box because you know you score a point because you are actually passing them okay yeah that's what oh. you, if they're oh, in the, so penalty box, the penalty box like on yeah. the side so yeah penalty way. box is on the side yeah oh. You'll so the penalty you count when you pass yeah them. you count when you pass <laughs> <laughs> like, su- bye sucker you can't do nothing <laughs> yeah i got one off you i got one off you <laughs> every, every time you go by you go well, you know, that was it's, it's so funny because remember we were talking about officials yeah, yeah. and there's a jam ref? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you think about I don't that, remember that, that jam ref. Go, okay. ja- yeah, you'll just say okay. That jam ref will actually stand uh inside the track looking at the ja- at the at the jammer that's in the penalty box and every time the opposing person, the opposing team's jammer passes them, mm-hmm. they'll take their 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 hand and tap on their Helmet to let them know, hey, you, you passed. <laughs> See, now I know why you need 22 people. Yeah. They're all trying to count. Yeah, you're, they all yeah, counts. you're trying to count. You're trying holy, to. Holy shit, I got 28. What'd you get? I got 29. Oh, fuck, what do we do? I don't know. It's taking a third opinion. What did you get? Yeah. And they no, just average it out. Well, no. That's, that's, what it, that's what. So, you, a good example. So, you've got the, your, your jam refs. They're going to be the ones that are. Um, 
tallying the scores, right. you know, keeping track of it. Yeah. And they're relaying it to the scorekeeper, yeah. you know, the score tracker. Mm-hmm. And the score tracker is relaying it to the scoreboard. Right, right, right. So you've got, you know, well, that's, what, that's what they need. That's why they have to have the 30-second breaks after jams is just to do the math. <laughs> That's right, because they're really not doing anything in those 30 seconds, are they? I mean, are they, they're getting lined up. They're, they're getting lined up for the yeah. next. The teams yeah. are getting lined up. The teams uh-huh. are getting their formations. Yeah. And the officials are, are comparing notes. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. what's going That's on. That's what's unique. Um, a lot of my friends are, are officials, and they do an amazing job at, at what they, they do. And a lot of them just, especially the scorekeepers, they, they can, you know, five and four and this yeah. and that, and they can easily add it up. Me, I've got to have like an abacus or a calculator going yeah. on. Hold on, give me a second. got to take my shoes off. <laughs> Thank, it's more than ten points. Thank God for Roman numerals. One or, yeah, or stick Hash counts. Marks, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right, I think we're good, man. Well, that's Let's awesome. The so the season's off right now? No, the season is actually starting. Just starting. Yes. Well, it's the 24th, right? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. So See, the first one, February 24th. No, we're between. We're, we're, we're yeah, between, right now, right? but the 24th. Yeah, You're yeah. not going to get it up the, well, oh, the oh, video. By, time. So by the time I'm saying these words, the season's on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. And you, hopefully you got, well, you probably didn't get your beer from Lucky Luke's because you would have missed the 23rd <laughs> oh, deadline. That's right. I'm going to go to Lucky Luke's So if... If you're hearing this after the 24th, CJ is sad because he didn't get yeah, his no beer, beer. No beer and the CJ. season has already started. No beer for CJ and the roller derby <laughs> people are mad at me. <laughs> Hashtag no beer for CJ. <laughs> yeah, if you listen to this, comment on that. Put that on the, on the Twitter page. I'm going to search for that. <laughs> When you leave a comment in iTunes, you're like, oh, that was funny. No beer for CJ. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid ass. <laughs> That's the new movement. I got to get a shirt for that. No, no beer for CJ. Yeah. <laughs> All the wives are wearing it. Yeah. All the, oh, that's going to be a sponsorship on the on the Roller Girl shirts or jerseys. No beer for CJ. <laughs> hey, there's not someone to listen to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, what the hell does that mean? Well, see, this is well, the biggest thing, too, is you know, I'm, I'm telling my roller derby friends, too, so they're waiting for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw, I saw your post on yes. Facebook. I'm yeah. like, oh, shit. It's like, oh, the yeah, pressure. So the pressure's on. Yeah, yeah. Guess what you're doing after the podcast? <laughs> editing and uploading. Editing. You, you, you yeah. understand there never is any actual editing that occurs. <laughs> they're just uploading. Yeah, yeah. Some of these that takes like a like, month. <laughs> some of these podcasts are like eight hours long. <laughs> Well, he does have like a script that he runs that takes out pauses longer than thirty seconds, but I think that's the extent of his editing. Yeah, well, and, they're, they're, and Jack has also mastered the twenty-nine second pause. <laughs> it is a dramatic pause. It is interminably long. It's like got a built-in counter, you know. It's- and we're back. <laughs> I talked to people to, who said, we thought the podcast was over. It was just a long pause. <laughs> Maybe you should shorten the length of the script to like 15 seconds. Yeah. 15 seconds? Yeah. I think so. It was like, yeah, I thought it was over. Then you guys kept talking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah we turned it off. What the hell was that? <laughs> I play Yeah, I, I play music at the end, so you know it's over. Oh, yeah, that's right. We do. We, we were supposed to have our outro as well for people that have listened and that would be no one but for those that do listen we do have an outro as well so yeah the instrumental yeah, yeah. most people don't make it that long yeah, yeah. <laughs> and in the history of the podcast no one has heard the outro <laughs> shit <laughs> but it's funny because it's actually the instrumental for for the jiggly opening theme song there you mm. go okay so they would recognize it 
Oh, wait, no, hopefully no they don't. Yeah. There's no, there's no hopefully the people videos. listening to Jiggly don't listen to Desperate Mothers. I hope not. <laughs> I, I hope not either. That'd be disturbing. Yeah, <laughs> get the little kids like that's that. That's the guy that does the voice of Jiggly. Daddy, can I listen to his podcast? Oh, my, my daughter is still traumatized from your elf. From video. the elf on the shelf. Yeah. Video. <laughs> can't believe you showed it to her. I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> Um, he just got like a, a notification that there's yes. a video and starts. Uh, it was like new disc no. for others video. I'm like, oh cool! I, we haven't seen one in forever, so I click it, and my daughter's in the room, and she sees the elf get blended at the exact wrong time, and then it's like, ooh, what's wrong with that guy? And I'm like, I don't know, man. Something's Fifteen years up. of uh, therapy, of therapy. I like the part. Thank you, G. The part in the blender when no when for the CJ. elf hashtag face. Mashes against the wall and leaves that red streak. Yes. Oh, oh I did. It's just, it's, she's like, ooh, ooh. It's like wrong. <laughs> what, is, what is wrong with him? Uh, it's so funny that she didn't even recognize me. No, she didn't. Yeah. She, well, it was the bow tie and the whole the whole nine. It was yeah, like yeah. the creepy looks. Was like, ooh, I'm gonna blend him. I'm going to blend him. And I was like, ooh, I don't know about this video. And it was like, oh, definitely not. Oh, turn away, sweetie. Just turn away. And then and then it was like, what's wrong with that guy? I'm like, Come I don't eyes, know. Please. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the porg tonight. Are you? Uh-huh. Oh, you're you're gonna blend a porg. I didn't. I am. Well, that's that's uh, probably gonna be equally disturbing for her so i'll make sure i uh i i got the anime uh, i bought one of those the animatronic porg uh-huh. with the wheels on the bottom that yeah. walks yeah so i'm going to turn them on yeah oh in the blender yeah. like he's, running, on he's the... trying to get away yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> and we're gonna like put that sucker on oh. and we're gonna see what explodes and hopefully i, I bought like heavy duty welding gloves mm-hmm. you know the, the leather ones i still think you should do the what you're talking about before where you like start with the the toy uh-huh. and then if you can just do the right jump cut Get like some sort of like you know pulpy oh. bloody you know meat. Well, mess. yeah, go to the bu- go to the butcher shop and buy chicken entrails, yeah, and parts yeah. and livers and stuff, and sew that up inside right, of a right. flush pork, put that in, and when you blend it, actual guts, blood and guts. Yeah. Are why, of course. Why am you, I having feet, uh, flashbacks of snipe hunting as kids? <laughs> <laughs> of course, I don't know what kind of rating we would get. We'd probably get our channel banned at that well, point. Well, we just put uh, on that one. I'd probably just to fly NC. the age restriction. Yeah, yeah, you'd have to. You know, it doesn't get monetized. Who cares? It's really just, uh, dude. I haven't seen. I don't even know. I, I can't imagine they wouldn't take that video. There's nothing wrong with it. We eat chicken livers and stuff. <laughs> it wouldn't be very different than saying like have a protein shake. Right, yeah, but, but if it's moving and it's a porg, it's going to look like well, a live it, animal. I, I don't I'm, think it's going to be moving because I can't get. I don't let's know. see how creative you can get with if, it. If yeah. you get a cease and desist letter from the mouse, you have to save it. This one, save you this have, one. I don't have you have the other ones? It. No. Oh, you should have. It was back in the days before the internet was the internet. Like, it would, like you couldn't take pride in getting cease and desist off oh. sculpting. Action figures, in the likenesses of <laughs> of Princess Leia, fully totally naked. naked. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then put them in compromising positions. It's the reason I can't have a PayPal account. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's sad. They banned me. <laughs> well, I have a bone to pick with Mickey anyway. After last week's podcast, or was it two weeks ago now? Well, yeah. It was, yeah. It was. Well, I haven't. That one that has to go up today. Oh, yeah, fucker. It hasn't been edited yet. Yeah, no, one, no one would understand that. 
No, no, but but the other <laughs> but beef that I have with Disney is the annual pass rates just went up oh, a yeah, yeah. lot of money. They 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 did like twenty percent or almost twenty percent in some cases. The one the the one that I normally buy mm-hmm. for Sarah every mm-hmm. year went up one hundred and fifty bucks. One hundred fifty. Hey, so, pal, I'm going to stick it in you for your annual 150 <laughs> raise. <laughs> it's like 999 bucks. Oh, Ooh, or yeah, you might as well just say a K at that point. Yeah. Of tax, and it's, it's not even the deluxe. The deluxe are the one with no blackout date. Right, right. It's like no, you still can't go to his park, even if you give him a, a, a K. He's like, no, pal, there are certain days you cannot allow it. <laughs> you, you think money can buy you in this park? No. <laughs> like in the Club 33, yeah, bitch. That's you. the mouse and his friends only. Oh, yeah. Is your name Goofy? No, motherfucker. You're not allowed in here. <laughs> well, Goofy's not really allowed no, in there all no, the time. No, not all the time. It's not a princess. Not pr- yeah, not Pluto either. No, no, he's, definitely not Pluto. Yeah. Pluto always hits that no dogs allowed yep, sign. Yep. Even in the year of the doggo, he's not allowed in. No, so the the Disney Deluxe Passport is seven twenty nine, mm-hmm. and the signature is nine ninety nine. Ooh, ooh, and now. The really good one is is your life savings. Oh, it's only eleven forty nine. Only eleven forty nine. So they that's well under twelve hundred. They have brought that up to with tax. I don't care if it was eleven dollars and forty nine cents. I still couldn't afford it. He's <laughs> like, I'm only at the roller derby because they let me go in free because I'm the announcer. <laughs> Assholes, I, I gotta work for it. <laughs> I'm not paying no eleven forty nine. I'm not paying no eleven forty nine. They're like, so, so the tickets are ten dollars to get in, um, but it's free if you call it for us. Yeah, <laughs> all right, I'm done. Down. We ask everybody craig's always just the first person that says yes (laughs) he's like so if i'm an official i get him free right yes got my in but so you got cheapy at 369 you know the disney southern california select passport and then then 729 jumps up 729 for the next one and that one has blackout days of course. And then the of one course. that costs $1,000 has blackout days. 1000 bucks. You still cannot get into the there, house it's, every It's day. just like the winter holidays and New mm-hmm. Year's, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but still, the time you want to go. So if you want to go to Disneyland with no blackout days, you're forking out $100 a month. That means you're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Smart people get the cheap one. <laughs> It's ridiculous. They see here's here's the thing. Disney is not going to stop raising prices until people stop going to the park. <laughs> so yeah, stop if, going. If they stop paying, yeah. they'll stop raising the prices. They'll exactly. Know. You know how much is too much when people don't buy it anymore. Exactly. But everyone Supply else, demand, fuckers. Everyone else will be saying, "Oh, well, I'll buy mine, and everybody else won't yeah, buy theirs." Yeah. And Disney's like, "See, everyone says that." And they so. keep buying it, so I'm going to keep raising well, the price. This <laughs> it actually is them trying to control the number of people through profits well you know we talked about that with san diego comic-con mm-hmm. we can't ever go to san diego comic-con Not now. all of these poor fucks going getting in the lottery yes when when people who have jobs and can afford to pay too much still don't get to go <laughs> if if they triple the you price. can you just gotta go to ebay right yeah well they say they catch people mm-hmm. and, they say. and then you get banned for life i was talking to a friend of mine he snuck into san diego comic-con this last year yeah yeah so there are ways to get into the uh, the con. Well, yeah, well, I mean, if you're willing to be all outlaw and yeah, and how twisted stuff. how twisted do you have to be to be an outlaw con goer? No, the, the first <laughs> first and only time I was able to go to San Diego Comic Con is because I was 
a tournament announcer. Uh, announcer, tournament, here you uh, go. Well, actually, actually, I was a tournament organizer oh, okay. and a product organizer uh, with a couple games, and so that's what you know we helped them there doing the demo demonstrations of the games and stuff like that. That's when they actually had, you know, games at a comic con. But we've long talked about um, the San Diego International Comic Con should be raising the prices of the tickets to about a hundred bucks a day, just because it is such a big event. Mm-hmm. You know, and and they would still sell out. It would point. still sell out for sure. Yeah, they could just make more money. You know, hundred bucks a day, yeah. then people actually want to commit to the days you would, they're you going. Would, because by paying like what is it now, hundred dollars for the whole four days, something like or that, or eighty dollars and like that, and then twenty five, thirty five, forty five, fifty five dollars a day, whatever mm-hmm. it is, it, it's chump change. It's relatively these days. cheap, and people they squat on those on those tickets, even if they they're not going to use them. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, the people that are getting tickets, it's not going for the actual ticket price. Then they're lo- they're spending their money on the hotels and the food and the stuff that they get at the con, rather than the actual tickets to get in. But yeah, like you so say, definitely, definitely Comic Con should take advantage of that. Yeah. Raise the prices to about a hundred dollars a day, right. and then you. Okay, yeah. So teenagers won't get to go anymore and mm-hmm. cosplay or whatever, but. Mm. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. We want teenagers <laughs> going and dressing up as like sexy superheroes and stuff, right? Can we, can we discriminate by gender? <laughs> <laughs> no teenage boys allowed. And you really, you have to be 18 or 19. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so only 18, 19 year old girl cosplayers are allowed to buy tickets. There we go. At the old prices. <laughs> I, I I think you're confusing San Diego Comic Con with um, a porn site, but. Uh, <laughs> This is not barely legal. This is. Uh... It's like, or it's like, um, it's like strip clubs. When you go to a strip club, women are always free, right? Women get in the strip club for free, right? So just let all of the girls cosplayers in for free. <laughs> <laughs> Sell the tickets to everybody else for a hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. And then... We have so deviated from topic. <laughs> I know this was like was Mickey Mouse, and now it's in his pricing scheme. You know, schemes have now transcended. Well, we over have to, to talk about like today. I know this is not going to go up in time, but Long Beach <laughs> Comic Con is is going on this weekend. It's going on currently. Yes. I didn't even know. I didn't even get a notification this time. So it's actually. At the at the Long, Long Beach, Beach Convention Center right now, Long Beach, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Long, the Long Beach, Beach Comic yeah. Expo. They they broke the Comic Con up into two right. halves. There's the Expo and the Convention. So sad. Yeah, I know. I saw it on the Facebook when I logged in, but I don't recall getting anything either. Actually, a couple. This was a while back that I had put in that I was interested, and I got a notification this morning concerning it. Because <laughs> I remember, la- I, remember I remember last yeah. year that I was thinking about going, and they had sent me notification and the guest list and all that ahead of time. And this year, I, I got nothing. Like literally, I had no idea it was this weekend. And, or um, did it get buried in your spam? Or whatever? well, that that is possible. It got buried in my spam, but I'm actually trying to look and see who was because they at the, the, uh, the last Comic Con <clears throat> in Long Beach was in, in September. So they have another one right now. Hmm. Um, yeah, the Comic Con's in September. The Comic Expo is this weekend. Okay. Well, we'll see if I get a notification for the next one. Which I think the Comic Con is for mostly creators, pop culture, typical Comic Con stuff. Where right. the Comic Expo was designed to be more toward actual comic book creators and stuff. But I still know some like voice artists and stuff mm-hmm. that are doing that this weekend. So it's just. They're double dipping. <laughs> hey, if you can make that money, I mean, they're right, learning yeah. from the mouse. They're learning from the mouse. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, I don't think tickets are $1,000 yet. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. Give them time. Well, I don't know if anybody's going to pull off the, what the mouse does. Yeah. Well, you've got to be talking about the conventions and stuff like that. You've got uh, smaller conventions that are starting up that actually I think are a better a better value, shall you say, as far as it's not overcrowded. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't have to fight for it. Uh, Pasadena just had their uh, – they had a uh, – uh, I'm not sure if it like a comic con type stuff and they're actually doing one for for anime and mm-hmm. that's right there in Pasadena and that's a sm- uh, small one then Bakersfield Bakersfield has a, a mini con going on and then they've got uh, a regular convention there's also conventions up in uh, um, Fresno and Sacramento and stuff like that so you know you've got some of the smaller ones coming in and they can pull people you know you know good sized people in yeah. well anime expos um wow july 4th weekend this year in la is it i think it's always july 4th is weekend yeah i mean and it's huge oh yeah i mean it, it's ginormous only i'm glad that anime is popular now because mm-hmm. i remember being the only not being no. popular before being well, one of the nerds in school that t- watched anime and talked about anime and, and no one else knew what you were talking about except the other like five nerds yeah. in the desert of dragons club well, just just when you talk about conventions, you've got you know the one in Long Beach. You also have uh, Gallifrey One, uh, which is a Doctor Who convention, going on in L.A. And then you also have Strategic Con, which is a, uh, a board game, card game, tabletop uh, RPG type convention going on. So you've got always something, you know, some other opportunities. But like I said, with the San Diego Comic Con and a couple of the other ones, I think they just get way too. They're too big, and you really can't can't enjoy it, you know. Yeah, well, international is really well, along you go, the lines of E three big now. Yeah. It's just did you go to Kamikaze, nuts. aka LA Comic Con, Stan Lee's LA Comic Con, <laughs> the longest name in Comic Con this last year? Yeah. yeah, you did. Yeah, and how packed was it? It was pretty packed. It was pretty packed. Yeah, it, it took it took an amazingly long amount of time to get in the convention center right. once the doors opened. Uh, we wound back and forth yeah. through corridors well, and the, the in year, and out of the building, and then right. finally the got year to, previous. Um, I think when we did the host was it was it was what two years ago? Yeah, I think it was two years ago. And two there was a day ago. that I went that I actually had to stand line as well because to get in, yeah, and not go through the you know presenter or exhibitor area. Yeah, yeah, that spoils you. Yeah, yeah. You'll be able to just walk in, <laughs> right. flash your exhibitor. And, I, and it literally round, wound a couple times yeah. back and forth this huge the line. The nice thing so. about it, though, is that they they kept the line inside buildings, oh, which that was meant smart. it was air-conditioned. Oh, they did. They actually did. Yeah. Okay, well, that, that is glorious because the year previous it was outside. And well, it was like 80-something in November or October. If the temperature's above 65, he just sweats like... <laughs> You know, it's a tough life being a giant, I guess, you know. (laughs) But I'm glad that... I have a high metabolism damage. Sure, sure. Um, I'm I'm glad that that is the uh, the case that they made that change because the year previous, it was pretty miserable. All the cosplayers, like, in heavy shit and lots of layers, and they were outside in the the sun, in the heat. But even still, you know, know, we got there before it opened, Mm -hmm. and we didn't get in until, like, 45 minutes after the doors opened. Yeah, it was 30 minutes, 45 minutes, and... There were uh, events that were supposed to start right at opening. And you couldn't make them then, of course. You could make them or they had to delay the event, which meant they delayed everything else that was supposed to be on that stage or whatever. Yeah. And the thing about that is is if you want to go and enjoy the con, 
you know, it, it really detracts from the overall experience if you're stuck, like, you know, can't even move in some areas, you know, it's just so packed. So, like you say, it kind of goes to that point where is, do you foresee cons being these huge events or do we see a lot more like smaller cons popping up? You're not, still you're not going to see a lot of companies attending the smaller ones because it costs money. Oh, yeah, yeah. To, to put, take stuff yeah. to a con, you get print materials. We know. We do know. <laughs> yeah. It costs yeah. a lot of money, and it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. And and you have to make sure that your print material shows up before you attend well, the con. Well, most people, uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Unless that, your name is CJ. didn't happen no. for Hashtag us. no beer for CJ. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be up on our website yeah. sometime. <laughs> nice. Hashtag no yeah, beer yeah. for the print people, man. That <laughs> in, in sizes other than large. <laughs> Commit to a size, fucker. Large. It's large. 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 Either get healthy or really commit to the, <laughs> the indulgent lifestyle. But, yeah, no, I don't see the smaller cons attracting the companies they will attract the talent because that doesn't cost the talent so much to, sure. to go stand there and, and make money off of the signatures and everything. But for studios and comic printers, do you, do you see the, the people going and signing actually having big lines too? Well, besides Stanley, because everybody thinks he's going to croak every year and he gets a ton of people and then he that makes like it back. Ten thousand people easy that first half day. Yeah, for Stanley, right? Yeah. Okay, and, now for the other, you know, like actresses or actors or whoever the hell else is signing shit, do we see those same huge lines? Because I know autograph plate prices are exorbitant at this point. Well, for I, I think they had TV a fairly personalities, steady like flow. current TV and, uh-huh. and current hot movie personalities, uh-huh. they get long lines. They do. Okay. Um, but if you've got something going on that's right now. You get long lines, but if you don't, then you get modest lines. Um, a fairly steady, uh, steady flow, steady trickle. Yeah, because um, it's like fifty to a hundred bucks for a signature. That now in most cases, right? Yeah, I, I don't remember what I paid for Nichelle Nichols. Twenty, twenty-five. Yeah. Yeah. She was pretty reasonable. She was, she was very reasonable, and you know, I, she let us take all the photos that we wanted. Mm-hmm. She autographed her headshot and. Uh, you know, she personalized it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Jack, uh, best wishes, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, w- when you get Stan Lee's autograph, th- there's no personalization unless you paid for the VIP special. The handlers are barking at you like, yeah. don't look at him in the eye. Don't look him in the eye. <laughs> he might kill him. Yeah. He might break his back. That hump's getting larger. Don't breathe his air. Don't breathe that's, his that's air. That's Stan Lee's air, asshole. <clears throat> gonna cost you fucker yeah well i i had a a camera slung around my uh, my neck and i was trying to surreptitiously like a uh, blind shoot uh, just clicking the shutter and yeah. one of the security guys says hey you pretending not to take pictures yeah you stop i see what you're doing you'll be i'll have wow. to uh, keep, you take you you're out a of fucking the line. giant we, we know what you're doing okay you're not hiding yeah yeah they really don't want you like stealing any pictures uh, of mr lee there because that's his bread and butter and, you know if you don't pay yeah, 150 dollars yeah. for stanley's picture he don't eat tonight <laughs> Off the soles of your, you know, your children's. It's like that. Yeah. If one guy's not hurting for money, it's it's the guy who the con is named after. <laughs> yes. Like, just remember, he got a piece of the ticket when you got in here, and now he's going to charge you one hundred and fifty dollars for a photo op. Uh, yeah, it was 
that ish. I don't remember. Was a signature and a photo op combined was about three hundred bucks. That sounds right. Yeah, three hundred bucks. No, no. And, he, he's been taking lessons from the mouse. And, <laughs> that's, and that's I would be surprised tough. if he got anything less than twenty thousand people all weekend. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's he's talked to Mickey. That's that's all there is. It's to like six hundred thousand dollars for sitting there while people come up, stand behind him, and get their picture taken with him, mm-hmm. and then. They say he signs stuff, but I don't know who's weakened at burning his hands. (laughs) (laughs) I love Stan. I really do. I saw him sign the comic book. I know it's his signature. I, I was there. I, I was didn't there, get it yeah. validated. I didn't. I didn't get the company. Did you get a video of it at least? Oh no, they won't let you take oh, a video. Oh, they won't. Okay. All right. No. Yeah. They, you uh, giant stop. <laughs> oh yeah, the comic graders of the CGC were yeah. right next yeah, yeah, to them, yeah. ready to like funnel you into their. Uh, hmm. Did you really sign tray. it? So, they're right there yep. watching it. And all you have to do is pay them the $185 it is to get yeah. a signature series a slab. How much does it cost for you yourself to become a CGC-approved person? Oh, you have to have a shop and all that. It's, it's, right, right. But, I mean, I'm sure there's, like, requirements that you have to fulfill just to be, like, approved on anything. So, I mean, depending on what it costs, you could just approve it yourself and undercut them right outside the, the door. By like oh, half. yeah. I don't know. I don't think they'll do that. You you oh, end up well, they would not like what it is the if other you do one? that uh, PG PGC or whatever the competing one yeah, I'm not sure I'm not sure because there there's a competing of course Raider Slabber yeah. company out there it starts with a P you know I'll start CJ's yeah, yeah. truly authentic CG. and trustworthy comic rating company <laughs> it's got a you know a, a discreet name there <laughs> I'll have to come up with a funny uh Acronym. Acronym for yeah, okay. it. Yeah, right. yeah. Like yeah. trust or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally authentic and not fake. <laughs> no, that doesn't work. No, I was trying to see how close Tamp. you could get. It's TAMP. Tamp. <laughs> totally Tamp. authentic and not fake. TAMP. <laughs> That's a 30 second pause. (laughs) There's smoke coming out of his ear. (laughs) We got to get that script running right there. It kicks in. (laughs) Podcast over. (laughs) Yeah, so. You're looking at the time. I am looking at the time. (laughs) (laughs) I can cut that out. Keep talking. Keep talking. Keep talking. Well, we've hit the over the hour mark, and, and I'm surprised Jack doesn't have a facial tick. Well, do we? Right do, are we? Are we going to talk about Black Panther at all? I know we haven't. I, has anyone seen it? No. no, no, no. So we'll talk about Black Panther. So your homework this week, gentlemen, is, is to watch Black Panther. Speaking of that, is anybody going to the movies to watch Black Panther? I'm planning on seeing it Monday. Monday. Okay. What are you going to the movies to see today? Uh, the cowboy film. We told Brokeback you, Mountain? No, no. we told you last forever. night when you were drinking, we're going to see the cowboy Cowboys. film on the... On whoa, 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 I thought this was hashtag no beer for CJ. Where, where the hell is this? Are you drinking? Now, the problem is, is this probably won't be up until after uh, True. Black True. Panther comes out on DVD. Yeah, that's about right. He's, he's catching on now to our, our, our schedule here. So Black Panther is coming out. Jack's going to see a cowboy movie. <laughs> Yeehaw! <laughs> <laughs> what, what what is it the so is it the unforgiven sense? or the the what? wanderers or the the hostiles or what the are hell? you just making oh, this shit up yeah 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 the 
Yeah, he I is. think all those titles have already been taken. Right? I, I think it's Hostels. Hostels. Okay. Um, no, I heard Black totally Panther is good from just about everyone. So is it a, is it just coincidence that the Black Panther comes out in February? No. That you're saying they're capitalizing on Black History Month? Yes. Deadpool came out the same month. Deadpool's not black. No. <laughs> well, part of them was black. They had the red and the black and stuff. I'm just so. So we've got we've got Prince T'Challa from the strong African nation Wakanda, and the movie opens in Black History Month. Right. Coincidence? I'm saying no. Why would it be? Why would it be? Why would it? Be? You think it was planned? Of course. Of course. It was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're a marketing person. You gotta, you gotta make your money. Hey, hey, mirror. It's owned by the mouse. So can I wear my dashiki? No. To go see Black Panther? No, you cannot. You cannot culture appropriate more shit. Okay. <laughs> I am. I, I bought a dashiki because I wanted to experience uh, Kwanzaa, the season before last, and nobody. Let's me wear it. <laughs> you can do whatever the hell you want. Or, but or, everybody refuses to go out and be seen with yes, me. Yes, that's I'm about it. I'm trying to show solidarity with my African American countrymen. I, I think it's called cultural appropriation. Yeah, yeah, we already talked about that. <laughs> like Aww. we can't wear a yarmulke or something. Yeah. Um, anyways, I heard Black Panther was good, but that there was a shit ton of CGI. Like that's like the big bitch that I'm getting out from everyone. It's like good movie, but the CGI is just over like the too top. much. Well, too much. Thor had a shit ton. of They're CGI. saying it's even worse than any of the other Marvel movies. I'm like, how can you have more CGI than Guardians of the Galaxy? <laughs> like that's the whole movie, right? I mean, Thor Ragnarok had Hulk pouting in his bedroom. For extended period Hulk of time. Sad. Hulk again. sad. Yeah, yeah. Again. Again. Oh, Hulk like teenage boy. Yeah. Uh, Hulk masturbate all over the bedroom. <laughs> I, I would like to point out that I did see Thor Ragnarok last weekend. Oh, I saw it as well, but it was a little bit before last weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it at the theater, Bitch. like True Nerd. Why did you pay? No, <laughs> because it was, uh, a lot of it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. there was a lot of it that was pretty dumb. Yeah. And there was a... I, after that much of Hulk pouting, sulking CGI mm-hmm. in his bedroom, you're like, you know, I'm not really buying the Hulk anymore. I'm not really believing this CGI cartooniness. Just like monsters in a horror movie, don't show too much, then it's not believable anymore. Right. So are we saying Black Panther? You're not going to be believing the the special effects. I'm I'm saying I've heard it's distracting and annoying. Is what I've heard as as critiques, and besides, just flat out too much. Like Tron Legacy. Well, Tron's a fake world, so if I, I don't know how you could be distracted by the fact that the whole world's fake to start with. But you know, like there's supposed to be some reality in the Marvel universe, and I say that with quotes because you know, obviously it's not real, but it's supposed to be sort of based in reality, as that people are actually. So people. now I'm left to wonder how distracting is this going to be? Is it going to be distracting like Sin City? Distracting? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm almost curious. Or distracting like the spirit distracting, right? Or, or uh, Captain whatever in the world, Sky Captain <laughs> in the world of tomorrow. Right, and I'm I'm really interested in seeing the movie because I hear good things about it, but yet now I'm like curious of how distracting or annoying or what's actually going on with the CGI. Are, are you going to see it this weekend? I'm going to try. Okay. I'm, I'm maybe tomorrow. Tomorrow, probably tomorrow morning. Yeah. 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 Otherwise, I'm never going to go see it during the. Actually, it might week. be better if we go see it Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. 
Why don't you just skip the cowboy movie and go we'll watch We'll show you the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. No, the, the cowboy movie is, um, is to make the wife happy. Oh. Okay. So it's kind of a give and take. Like I go see a movie for her. Movie? She goes sees a movie for me, you know. Right, superheroes in it? Are there famous people in it? Um, no. Defined famous. Uh-oh. Uh, people. I didn't even know they still movie. made cowboy movies. I thought that had gone out. It's got you know. Christian Bale in it, like the way of the musical. Oh, they, so it's ba- so so Batman's Batman. in it. Oh, Batman's it's a Batman, in Batman, it. Batman movie. Batman. Cowboy no, no. Batman. You movie. talk about the way of the musical. Have you seen The Greatest Showman? No, no I haven't seen it yet. And Sarah See? said it was awesome. That's yeah. It's a musical. I don't so, believe yeah. Sarah. <laughs> she she said it was kind of like Moulin Rouge, but not popular campy music. It was more traditional. Mm. Did you see Moulin Rouge? Mm-mm. So I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say the most famous actor in it is probably Christian Bale. So it's a Batman movie. Oh, sweet. Let's go see my cowboy movie. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He was in what? There's a 310 to Yuma? I couldn't tell you. Yeah, that was a cowboy know. movie. Yeah. yeah. That they remade. It was actually pretty good. Yeah. Right. It was. I just know cowboy movies have kind of fallen out of popularity in general. Yeah, Recently, it's just it happens. Yeah. You know, it's just sure. like every movie Cultural used to change. have to be yeah. a musical, right? And then every rom com had to have a musical number in right. it. And now, right now, every rom com has to have a, a montage, right? Some musical montage in it, one or two at least. You know, <laughs> yeah. at least superhero movies don't have to have musical montages in them. Well, not they, yet, not yet, not yet. They have a team type. Dun, montages dun, dun, like dun, when they make dun, their stuff and they re get the team back together dun, 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 dun. so at least it's not a musical oh like okay. like a romantic musical number unless you're talking about toby and spider-man 3 yeah and that did have a musical number in it Ooh, yeah and that's killed the spider-man franchise <laughs> practically killed the superhero <laughs> movie altogether. <laughs> yeah so see black panther uh-huh Come back and talk about it. Yep. And, and hopefully the shit gets edited. Or no beer for CJ. I'm still not liking the hashtag. <laughs> I, I love this hashtag. I think this is going to take no, off. No, no, I, I, I want I, shirts. I'm afraid. Let's oh, do shirts. Let's, let's do shirts. Yeah, yeah. I'm afraid I, it's going to take it, off. That Maybe. definitely needs to be on the Roller Girl jerseys. I would love to see that. For sponsorship, I, please call. <laughs> I would definitely sponsor that as a. Uh, I was gonna say, how much money do we need to raise to get that on the jerseys? Well, let me let me check with my. Uh, check well, with my. We could check with CG's Chinese factory. Yes, make, yes. Make I'll probably be cheaper to make the jerseys. <laughs> we should do that. We should definitely check that out. And then after we get it on the jersey, we could you know tie this back to the A team. I love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm going to edit all of that. <laughs> I don't want that to happen at all. <laughs> I'm going to play the music right now. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Desperate Wilder Podcast. Thanks for Craig Channel for joining us today. It's been my pleasure. And I'm CJ Watson. I'm Matt Everhart. And I'm Jack Fisher. I'm Craig Channel. Hop on. Did you actually hit the record button? Yes.